let me ask you this question, Dr. Bledsoe. So being a, a, a premier educator, and uh, I, I feel that, and, and certainly trained by a lot of the books that you've written, because you mentioned something a few minutes ago that I found very interesting. You talked about the Visio, and you talked about the, the linear process. In your opinion, do we need to start thinking about how we're training paramedics initially? Because you're absolutely right. We teach them if A happens, do B. If B happens, do C. And then when we hire them as chiefs, I'm looking for critical thinkers, but we're not training them. <laughs> Ooh, Mr. Cotter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. It, emergency medicine, particularly, is nonlinear. I mean, at any given point, you know, we're juggling for us, you know, 15 patients and watching two residents. You know, we've got, uh, you know, nurses coming to cons, EKGs being handed to us. And it's not that much different for the paramedic. You know, certainly the, maybe the magnitude of it is. And, you know, the, you want them to multitask and you want them to to not wait on on step C before they go to step E the nitro or whatever it is that we're talking about you know but it comes down to this and 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 I've had the opportunity now to train medical students and paramedic students and and young doctors residents and such you know the the issue that in this this plays a lot into you know these these books these paramedic books and such is that EMS in the fire service and, and police, public safety, tends to attract what we call visual learners, people who are pretty good at figuring things out for themselves. You know, you give them a model airplane, they're just going to take it out of the box and throw the instructions aside and try to figure out how to put it together. Whereas when we see with, with the medical students who come through the college pathway to go to medical school, they're very much analytical. In other words, they they you know have to learn the basic information, and then they're they're pretty careful how they they proceed in terms of uh, their patient care and their procedures. And I think with EMS, we kind of have to uh, push the paramedics to be a little more analytical, and we have to push the doctors to be a little less less analytical. You know, if you if you talk to over the years these books, these um, these paramedic books. The things that people have trouble with are drug dosage calculations, anytime you put any sort of chemical formula in there, and then pathophysiology. They do great at skills, but to get where we need to get, you need to understand these disease processes. You understand why Kelly is adamant about you know, transdermal nitro or, or the role of nitro in preload reduction for heart failure. You need to understand why the crazy guy Bledsoe was pushing so hard to get rid of backboards. And, and not just because your medical director tells you so, but because the prevailing scientific literature tells you so. We do so many things in EMS and to a lesser degree emergency medicine that are, uh, that are just contrary to the prevailing science, and we do it because, well, that's all, always the way it's been done, or that's what my medical director says to do. Well... I want that medic to question me. Why did you uh, Why did you pronounce it patient, or why did you uh, want me to give fentanyl instead of uh, dilaudid or whatever? And and when you explain it to them, the next time they make that decision themselves, and the patient gets to care without having to call or 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 deal with some sort of protocol variance. <laughs> 